Welcome to the Scott Shepard Podcast. I am a man on a mission to create an army of independent writers, creators, and thinkers who make a hell of a living doing what they love. And it all starts with one thing, and that is doing things the old way, the hard way, the deliberate way, the anti-net way. Listen in as I share thoughts and rants of what goes on behind the scenes as I create an independent knowledge empire where I get to spend my days doing what I love, reading, writing, and thinking while making a hell of a living and helping my people do the same. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another fine and dandy episode of The Daily Shepherd. This is Scott Shepherd, of course, your new BFF. And that term, new BFF, is on top of mind because, well, of my recent foray into the world of online dating. And whenever I get a girl's phone number, which, believe it or not, does not coincide with hell freezing over, I usually start off with, uh, hey, it's Scott, your new BFF, your new favorite person, which is yet another example and your daily example of why Scott Shepper remains single at age 35. Now, what I'm going to talk about today is something that if you are a copywriter and a marketer, and a marketer specifically who is not a noob looking for get-rich-quick advice, and or if you are an entrepreneur who is committed to growth and learning and interested in learning more, well, fringe topics of Scott's dating life and marketing, then what you are doing right now, listening to me, is the very best thing you could be doing with your time and intent- attention. And by the way, I don't cut off any instances when I say attention or atten- attention and can't speak because, well, damn it, I'm a writer. I'm a copywriter. I'm a nerd who sits behind his computer and stares at ads all day and gets into the mind of people. When I talk, well... My dyslexic, ADHD, crazy, wild brain comes out, and I cannot seem to speak in a way that coincides sometimes with my, uh, with my brain, how rapidly it is moving. So, I shall continue on, but I just wanted to let you know that. So, if that bothers you, then you can uh, kill yourself. So today in this episode, I'm going to be talking about some of the research I conducted yesterday. And for some reason, I'm just fascinated right now with going into the plethoric depths of Joseph Campbell's illustriously academic and, well, quite frankly, pedantic book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. This is an epic. It is an epic scholarly work that many people reference. And what this book outlines is how human nature has 
created and used and passed down myths that go way, way, way deeper than you would realize. And I mean that both figuratively and literally because what he discusses is how the unconscious symbols of a lot of our mythologies that are found in ancient texts are still somehow, and for some reason, resurfaced deep within human DNA, within our phenotypes, within within our dreams, within our unconscious, unconscious, whatever it is, unconscious. Um, therefore, and, and by the way, let me preface that before your mind starts wandering if, if this is a unscientific book that gets into the hoity-toity stuff like – or hoity-toity, I don't even know what the uh, – the, the woo-woo stuff like astrology. It should be known and noted that – now reverting back to Scott's uh, dating stories of his life – is – Whenever I see a a chick that either has astrology or a horoscope related things on their profile, or even, I mean, this happened recently, things were going great on a date. Things were going fantastic. But then she asked me what my sign was. And then I proceeded to quite literally, everything else was great about her, but I ghosted her. And you know why? is because people that believe in astrology and signs and that certain things happen because you were born on a, a certain time of day and a certain time of year are, well, quite frankly, people I do not want to spend one more second of my time with. So now that I have lost all of those astrology-believing freaks out there, we can continue on. Jeez. I needed to, needed to do that to uh, make sure that our tribe and our community is safe and sound and protected from such, well, profoundly ridiculous souls. So, in my research yesterday... On reading Joseph Campbell's book, A Hero with a Thousand Faces, it is not some woo-woo text, okay? He shows in explicit detail how myths in certain stories and certain thematic stories and structures of stories are present not only in our ancient myths, but not only in our society, and also not only in human nature from, I would say, the, the cultural level, but the quite literal DNA level. So the reason that I would like to share this with you today, and I've decided to share this with you today, is because there was something very interesting that I unearthed in my research. And it stemmed from the two core 
polarities and components which rests at the very center of every great story. So if you're a copywriter or a marketer or even an entrepreneur, listen up and pay attention. At the core of every single story is two elements. And Joseph Campbell calls this this uh, this myth, this 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 combination of these two polarities, the monomyth, the one myth that rules them all. And the reason why it is a monomyth is because the two parts are needed in order to even have the myth in the first place. And what I mean by this is that without good, there cannot be evil, and without evil, there cannot be good. We need the other in order to position ourselves from the perspective and position to determine what is like something and what is not like something. And in order to do this, we must first get familiar with what is something. And in our society, we tend to err for many reasons on the side of teaching the young and the person, what is good? Like, what is the good example? So that they can orient themselves and they now have a perspective from which they can filter out what is not good, right? So there's good and not good, which is evil, essentially. So this core mono uh, mono myth is at the core of almost every single story you can think of, okay? And the story is either a tragedy or it is what Joseph Campbell calls a, uh, a comedy epic. And comedy is, uh, I think, a poor term. So he actually puts forth a, an academically sound argument for why he prefers the term comedy. And he also notes that it's just preference. The concept is essentially a story with a happy ending, and tragedy is a story with an unhappy ending. My preferred term is not comedy, so I like the term triumph. So you either have a a triumph story, which is one with a happy ending. <laughs> that wasn't planned, by the way. So essentially the types of stories that are triumphs are, well, the stories that Robert Kraft, the owner of the New England Patriots, likes and prefers until it turns into a tragedy and he gets caught. However... This brings up a certain point, and I didn't even mean for it to be brought up. But it also shows that the tragedy and triumph are cyclical. And it is either you are either. Oh, God, here we go. This is perf perfect that I'm using a Robert Kraft example. So the story is either going up. <laughs> Or it is going down. And I am not 
inventing that term and that concept for the sake of the pun and the phallic joke that it supports. No, dear friends, I am not. And I swear to the triumphant divine beings and gods that I am not. And the reason why is because the upward motion and current of any story, which is essentially the the triumphant stories, which end with the triumphant happy ending at the very, very, very zenith of the story. That is a triumph story. And Joseph Campbell uses the word anodos, which is Greek. And it is a Greek term that, and I don't have my notes in front of me. I, I left them up at the office, but I, it comes from Anna and hodos. And Anna means away or against or upward. Okay. So stories that move upward and away from the conflict and pain and suffering. Those are called anodos stories. And hodos, so Anna means away and upward, and then hodos means path or road. So it's the up, upward path or road of the story. And I looked up the etymology and origin of anode and anodos, I'm sorry, and it is now being used primarily in the field of e electromagnetism and physics f for uh, a current that has an electrically charged particle. And by the way, my, my physics knowledge is, well, it's elementary enough to offend an elementary schooler. So... But I, I am spot on about this, and you can research and check. Uh, and I am only spot on about this because I have researched it extensively yesterday. So, Anodos now forms and uses a widely used convention and term called anode, which is a, an electric electrode, an electric current charge that moves up and towards a plus one, a positive one, a positive charge, okay? And its antithesis is something called uh, kathodos in Greek, which means, uh, kata means down or away from, and hodos means path, so downward path. And that's the story uh, of tragedies. And kathode is used primarily only in uh, in cathode, which is the opposite of a node in electromagnetism, so an, an element or a particle that moves downward and away from a charge, okay? So it moves towards a negative charge. And I also believe it might have uh, roots, cathodos or cath in, in catharsis, whereas you're expunging and transforming and getting and purging yourself of, of emotion so that you can be reborn in the hero's journey. So this is, this is, this, it goes deep, right? And I'm not going to go into all the 
various elements of the hero's journey and the hero with a thousand faces. If you want to just think of something practical while I talk in philosophical terms, think of the Lion King. That is a hero's journey, okay? And I'm not going to get into it right now. I'm going to press forward into what is at the core of the hero's journey, which is the anodos and cathodos terms that I have laid out for you, which is the tragedy and triumphant stories. Now, what is interesting about anodos and the etymology, actually, is a lesson emerges in terms of a more life-philosophical lesson. Uh, You've heard of the term perception is reality. Well, I believe it's more accurate or at least equivocal to say that indeed the proper and more accurate term or more accurate phrase is perspective. So perspective is reality or perspective forms reality. And what I mean by this is that the term Anna, which I have shared with you, means up or away from something, right? It also forms Anna, basically, it also forms anachronistic. And anachronistic is a term that means against time or old-fashioned. So Anna means against or upwards or away from, right? And chronistic is formed from the term chronos. If you've heard chronological, which means time, or if you're in a computer programming world or a software environment, you've heard of uh, cron jobs, which are scheduled tasks that run at a certain time. They're jobs, computer tasks that run at a certain time that you schedule and set up. So anachronistic, it means against or away from time or from our perspective, it means old fashioned. But from the 1700s perspective, if you were in the 1700s, they believed from their perspective that they were profoundly innovative and they were at the forefront of technology and the smartest human beings that had ever lived. They viewed, well, those that lived in the 1400s as anachronistic. And the interesting thing is that in the world of electromagnetism and physics, the exact opposite is true. The ana means up and towards something positive and good. And anachronistic means, well, because it was shaped from our perspective, it's upwards and away from our current state, our current time. And how I thought of this actually was because in one of the physics articles explaining the terms of 
anodes and cathodes, they explained that the definition of anode and cathode is very, very, very confusing for so many people. And that's why this person was writing an article about, about how to memorize which one, which, which side, which polarity goes towards positive and which goes towards negative. And the reason that they said it's a rather difficult term to understand is because of perspective. We tend to, as, as human beings, view things from our perspective. And our perspective is true for us, but is not necessarily true for others who live and operate in different areas and space and time. And so that is something to keep in mind when you are writing a story. The reason why stories such as the hero's journey are so powerful is because at the very core of it, it taps into the anodos and the cathodos. And I almost just forgot cathodos. And thankfully, I didn't say catheter. It taps into those core fundamental polarities, those, those dichotomies that really essentially make up life. And that is the reason why you should not try to get too inventive and too crazy with where your story is going, especially if you are selling to people and especially if you're trying to communicate. Life is already complicated as is when you're trying to communicate a simple story, meaning a hero's journey type of story. So to muddle it with anything else not only confuses things and will produce, well, less effective results, you'll also be fighting against the laws of human nature. And so that, my dear friends, concludes this episode, 140 of The Daily Shepherd. I pray you arrive tomorrow with even more fervor and excitement to listen to what I have to say. Or, if by the time you're listening to this, which I guarantee will be true, that there's already other episodes that have been recorded, and I'm also guessing you've already listened to those other episodes, then, well, I say this to you. Enjoy, and thank you, and remember to always stay crispy. Scott Shepard, over and out. Hey, real quick. This podcast was made possible by my sponsor, which is me. Yes, frickin' me, Sir Scott of Shepard. You see, I am committed to never shilling some dildo-freaking-hipster-crappy product like all the other podcasters do, all right? So my only ask is that you spend 10 seconds right now, pull to the side of the road, even if you're on the frickin' freeway, and rate and review this podcast. 
then share it with a friend. That's my only ask. You see, this will help spread my movement. I want to create an army of 1,000 independent writers, creators, and thinkers who get to spend their days doing what they love, writing, creating, thinking, and taking notes using analog tools, while also making multiple six figures if they even choose to. And more importantly, I want to help my people build a tribe, a tribe of people that they were meant to serve. And so by rating and reviewing this podcast right now, you will directly help me and many others in achieving this mission. Peace.